Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Hallelujah. How many of us are excited about the theme of Ecclesia Rising? I mean, I've been so excited uh, the past few months listening to this again and again. And I cannot get enough. I'm, I'm like, God, poor, I mean, it's not just enough. I, I want to hear more. Why? Because I believe we are living in significant times. We are living in seasons of revival. All across the gro- globe, we've been hearing about stories of what God has been doing uh, in schools, in universities, in colleges. And I'm excited to see some of our people have just finished their uh, uh, nations. DTS? Yes? Yeah, nations that are being equipped and, uh, and thrust forward. I believe we are living in times and seasons where God is prepping up his ecclesia, his body, his church to be so functional in his work. Amen. And uh, I, I, not just that. I've been so excited to see that God is raising up his people in every stream, in every sphere of influence, whether it's business people, uh, business people, whether it's about uh, people in schools and colleges. Uh, I've been so blessed to hear what God is doing in some nations of stirring up uh, uh, the, the young people flocking together, young and old alike, not just young people, even old alike coming together in universities and there's this overflow that we've been hearing into other halls, into other places and I'm like, God, yay, let it be in India as well, let it be in my nation as well, amen? And so I believe that if we are hearing things around us, it has to happen in our nation as well, in our vicinity, amen? I believe that the Lord is stirring up His bride, each one of us, telling your neighbor, you are, you are being prepped up for his revival. Amen. It is time for his ecclesia, his bride, his church to arise. And not just that, I've been excited to see what God is doing with the, the entertainment industry. I've been so encouraged to see all the movies and all the TV shows that are coming out, stirring up revival. I was like recently listening to an interview of a man of God that was uh, talking about the Jesus revelation of what happened in uh, in the yester years of what God is trying to captivate in a movie. And I, I just saw a trailer of it and I was like, wow, Jesus. I mean, I can't wait to for all those things to happen in my generation. If you're wondering what's happening, just watch the uh, trailers, okay? Jesus Revolution. I, I, I'm not encouraging you uh, to watch movies. If you want to, that's up to you. But I believe God is touching every sphere of influence to stir up revival. Tell your neighbor, you are part of this revival. Tell your neighbor with conviction, you are part of this revival. I believe God is not a respecter of any man. He wants everyone, every child, every young person, every old person to be part of what he is doing. He is not limited by age. He is not limited by uh, your weaknesses. I used to think that I couldn't speak, but the Lord 
does um, god can speak through a donkey of course why why shouldn't he speak through us amen god is looking for every available vessel so that he can pour out his spirit and i just sense in my heart some of you have been longing for his spirit anointing and the lord wants to meet you at your point uh, in your rooms it doesn't have to be in the church the lord wants to encounter you how many of you have been part of a revival where you felt the presence of god tangibly I mean when I say revival any environment where you felt the presence of God around you I mean I believe the Lord is going to increase that for you and father right now I just want to pray God almighty rebe kabada da yandra let that hunger increase above father in the church in the church in Jesus mighty name father more of you king Jesus more of your presence more of your glory right now zebebebebe yanta sandre late some of you have been telling the lord lord meet me encounter me god almighty rebeka santa laba yandra ziri yandra i just feel that some of you have been hurt with the church and what the lord, what what has been happening around you but i want you to know that jesus loves you and he wants you to draw closer to you he wants he wants you to be filled by his presence and right now i pray for that brother in jesus mighty name whoever that is above father and you would encounter this brother rabba yandra heal his heart above father every void that is in his heart i pray holy spirit that you would go out there and reach out to his need in jesus mighty name amen and so i believe that the lord is raising up his bride his ecclesia uh, pastor hannah a few weeks ago was talking about what the ecclesia some of you are wondering okay some of you are new here you're wondering what the ecclesia is ecclesia is a word that means his church yeah or his governing body and we've been in the church this has been one of our themes where we've been hearing that it is time for his body his church to rise up so pastor hannah two weeks ago was talking about what an ecclesia should look like and she reiterated that it's not about us meeting on a sunday service but it's about us being part of a family amen and i love this family i love this family that cares for each other that needs to care for each other amen i believe that we are supposed to be a family that loves each other that cares for each other each other's needs and not just that she reminded us that we need to be part of a body which means every part of the body needs to be functional tell your neighbor we need to be functional Ah oh, come on yeah <laughs> if your heart doesn't function today do you love it gone forever right <laughs> if your heart is not functioning today you are gone you're dead and that is how important each one of us is yeah our, our, the eye is important the ear is important each one of us fit in well into the body the same thing she reminded us of us being a stone in the building and so which means we are all uniquely meant to be fitting in into his picture into the big picture that god has in this generation amen and not only that she mentioned about being a passionate bride and so that's today's message i am here to talk about us being his passionate bride amen and we had here this morning i'm hoping she's here we had a bride here who is get or someone who is getting ready uh, to get married and i was listening uh, to her talking to yes she's here uh, she talking to someone and uh, i was overhearing this conversation and and she said ah oh, man i miss him 
you know she's getting married in 3 weeks or 2 weeks you know and uh, and just a few weeks of association or days of association she's already like oh man i miss him and that's what i really feel that we all need to carry about jesus Jesus is our bridegroom. Amen. He is coming back for his bride, us his bride. And he wants this kind of a desperation that we need to carry as his bride for that bridegroom. And I feel in my heart that some of you have been asking the Lord, Lord, stir up this passion in my heart. And if that's you, I want you to talk to the Lord. Father here I am Lord Jesus I hunger for more of you I hunger for more of you Jesus I hunger for more of you I want more of you I want more of you abayandala rabazande zebal balbal baradriandra father late it at yandra daddy god what you've done in my life I'm asking god almighty that you would stir up such a greater hunger god a hunger for you Jesus a hunger for who you are Lord Jesus a hunger for your presence a hunger that will not be satisfied oh god i will not da ba bi e be riando nendri bi smantul behesmine dalianda rei be be beyandra if you have the gift of tongues i want you to open up your mouth and speak in tongues right now i believe there is a stirring up aba yanda larabaze rei be be beyandra the holy spirit wants to stir you up into the greater purposes that he aba yanda rebe bebe beyanda neba kazo baba 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 yanda leite ke 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 tala yando rebe bebe bebe yandra rebe yandra i feel there's someone here who's been telling the lord lord it's just been one thing after the other there's been trouble in your life rebe sita la baba baba your name azada dada riandra ritis bidididiandra hazeniandra your surname is it starts with c and the lord wants you to know shabheke kana deliandra the lord hears your heart and he is he abayandra even as we heard this morning he is with you even as we sang this morning he is with you he is with you he is for you ashbahatanta sete lady rebayandra father stir up a hunger stir up a hunger in this church father god as never before in jesus mighty name we pray amen Jesus is our bridegroom and he wants us to be so passionate for him. When I talk about Jesus, one of the verses that has inspired me has been John 3:16 where it says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that we will not perish that he can redeem us back to him that we will never we will never have we will never be separated from him and that is the immense love of the father where he wants he wants all of us to be so forever with him and so god so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son we would not perish but we would be so so close to him the bridegroom is calling each one of us to be so close to him i just know in my heart that this is a time of dedication i just feel i just feel that some of you have been telling the lord lord i've messed it up and the lord wants to call you back to him he is so passionate he is so passionate he is so passionate i can i rabayanda 
Some of you have been wondering whether God loves you. And I just feel this immense love that the Lord wants to pour out into your love. Into your heart. There's this intense love that the Lord wants to pour out into your heart. And I want you to reach out to him right now. The Father is right now here. The Father is right now here to minister to you. If you have been walking away from Jesus, if you've been resisting that call, I want you to give your life to Jesus right now. It's not for you to raise your hands or to, and, and to put you to shame, but I want you to rededicate your life. Some of you have been hearing that nudge and you've just been walking away from the Father, but the Father loves you so much that He gave His only Son his only son, Jesus, so that he can draw you back into his presence. And so don't run away from him. Don't run away from this love. He wants you close to him. And so, Father, I pray for my brothers and my sisters of a father that you would draw them back to you, Lord Jesus. If they are some of you have been praying for your family members and if you've been praying for their salvation, I want to join my faith with you. I want the church to, to raise your voice and pray for every family member to be saved in Jesus' mighty name. It is the will of the Father that none shall perish, but every single one, Abba, Yandara, be born again, be drawn to the presence of the Father. We would have an eternal life with Jesus. We thank you, Abba, Father. Reach out to every family member in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. It is the will of the Father that every one of us are drawn towards him. Amen. It is the will of the Father that we have a life forever with Jesus. And uh, Philippians 2 talks about the fact that Jesus left everything. He left all his glory, all his power, all of that. Why? Because he loves us. That is such a passion, right? Where you have everything in heaven, all the power, all the glory. He has everything in, in, in heaven. And one command, you know, all of us can be born again. He is so mighty. But that's not, he's not a God that controls us. He's not, you know, he doesn't want us to be puppets. And so that he has decided to come into our midst and to love on us. And every time I read the word of God and I see the fact that God kept sending people, whether it was prophets, whether it was kings, whether it was, you know, all those leaders, Moses, Joshua, all of these people. He kept sending them. Why? Because he wanted all of us to be drawn so close to him. Amen. And he's still doing that. He's sending men of God, women of God, just to tell you that, hey, I love you. I am so passionately in love with you. And now my question to us is, because God loves us, can we reciprocate this love? to our bridegroom. How well do we reciprocate this love to the bridegroom? And uh, I want us to uh, look at the books of Ezra and Nehemiah. Hallelujah. Yay. How many of us love the Old Testament? 
Yeah, I know some of you are like me that don't or didn't. You know, I never used to like the Old Testament. It was full of judgment, right? Din, 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 din. Fire and, and hailstorm and, you know, the earth opening up and swallowing the people. There was so much of confusion that I, when I used to read the Old Testament until I understood that, man, this God in the Old Testament was so in love with his people that he would go after his people and tell them that, hey, return to me, return to me. So those words of judgment suddenly turned back or turned around to be words of love. Every time I used to hear this word, he's a jealous God. I'm like, really? Is that a good word or a bad <laughs> bad word? You're not supposed to be jealous until I understood it in the perspective of a bridegroom that was so passionately in love with his wife you know, or his bride and didn't want any love affair, you know, any other love affair that would come in the way of that relationship. And so he's saying that, hey, I want this relationship to be so divine, so holy, so set aside in such a way that I and you, you know, this relationship is going to be bindas, you know, it's going to be so beautiful, it's going to be so wonderful. And that's the relationship with it Jesus is calling you and me to have with him. And so when we look at the New Testament, it's easy to understand the passionate bride, right? The passion in the bride, where they were willing to give up their life, they were willing to give up their, uh, you know, uh, to be beaten up. When they're beaten up, they're put, put in prison. Hallelujah, right? They're singing. <laughs> they're worshipping. Why? Because they thought it, it was a pleasure. It was a joy to be suffering for their bridegroom. That is how intense they were so about Jesus. Looking at the New Testament, it's not difficult to find the passion of a, of a bride, bride for her bridegroom, Jesus. But when you look at the Old Testament, I want us to open up uh, our Bibles to Ezra chapter 1. And uh, the storyline is about where the Babylonians come in and take the Jewish people as exiles. So they burn the temple, they burn Jerusalem, the walls are all shattered, everything is destroyed. And so now the Jewish people are in Babylon as exiles, as captives. And that's not a good place to be in. Yes, those of us who have been to boarding school. You know, we don't like the boarding school, right? We don't like the food there. We don't like the treatment there. We don't like, we're like, yeah, they're, 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 I don't like the warden. You know, she's always like watching. Forget the fact, praying. <laughs> you know, we don't like all of that. But that is how it used to be about the Jewish people. They were bound. They were exiles. And then the Lord sends prophets like Isaiah who says, hey, I'm going to deliver you. There's this person that's going to come. His name is Cyrus. 200 years after this prophecy is where Cyrus really comes into the picture. Can you believe it? Yeah, 200 years ago, the Lord prophesies about a man called Cyrus who is a Persian king. And the Lord is saying that this person is going to do something great for his kingdom. Can you imagine this in our scenario where God is going to speak about an unbeliever king? That God is going to use. I'm just asking us to be ready for revival. Okay, I believe in revival. I believe we are living in days of revival. That is what we are hearing around us. And so when we are prepping up, if the Lord uses a king to do something for his kingdom, for Jesus' kingdom, don't be surprised. Don't be taken by surprise. So Cyrus comes into the picture and he overthrows the Babylonians and comes up with a decree. And that's what we're going to read in uh, Ezra chapter 1 and verse 1 onwards. Uh, it says, 
yes <laughs> yes it says now in the first year of this of cyrus the king of persia in order to fulfill the word of the lord by the mouth of jeremiah the lord stirred up the spirit of who stirred up the spirit of cyrus the lord stirred up the spirit of cyrus who is the king of persia and he sent a proclamation throughout all of his kingdom put in writing saying that cyrus the king of persia the lord the god of heaven oh he is saying okay the lord the god of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth and he has appointed me to build him build whom build this god a house in jerusalem wow <laughs> i am looking forward for these days where we hear such testimonies amen where the kings of persia is given the this this inspiration to go and build the temple and he is given this uh, you know this revelation and he says not just that i am telling all of you in babylon to go and build yeah and so it's it it seems there were around 2 or 3 million people or jewish people that were in babylon but finally when the people left babylon it was only less than 50000 people okay uh, to be precise those of you who want specifics it was 49897 people that left babylon uh, as exiles that came in into uh, jerusalem that is only 2 percentage if there were 3 million people less than 2 percentage now we can we can hear testimonies we can hear stories we can hear revival we can hear jeremiah come here right now you know in front of us and say there's going to be a revival in india there's going to be a revival across the globe all of that can happen but it it takes a lot of choice to be his passionate bride amen it takes courage why because by then i'm hoping i mean i'm believing that all these people were very comfortable in babylon there was good food you know they had a good house they were settled there they would have built you know their own homes uh, got married hallelujah children now to suddenly leave all of this because it was in mandatory the king said you can leave and you can go and build your the temple of god but as jewish people they decided not to not everyone decided to go and not just that it was a 900 miles journey that is 1500 kilometers it took 4 months that's what we read in in, in the book of ezra 4 months to finally reach jerusalem how many of you want to walk for 4 months yeah prophecy hallelujah amen kartave let there be revival <laughs> let it be jesus and uh, uh, and four months of walking and not just that when they reach there there's hard work right you have to build the temple adu paniya kartave that is a lot of work and not everyone has a heart to do that yeah so we still have a choice in revival tell your neighbor you have a choice for revival you still have a choice in revival i am i'm so glad that you know the prophecy didn't have you will have opposition if that was the case i'm sure less than 50000 would have gone <laughs> yeah but when they reached there so they they finally journeyed in chapter 3 they reach jerusalem one of the first things that uh, zerubbabel so there are three leaders that lead the the exile exiles back to jerusalem one was zerubbabel one was ezra and the last one was nehemiah so three leaders under their leadership they the jewish people come back 
to Jerusalem to build the temple. Let me translate that to our scenario. It's not probably about this building, this project, all of that, but I'm talking about the context of revival. Okay? The Lord would probably tell us that, hey, you know, Edwin, the Lord is going to use you for a great revival. Amen, Kartave. Let me do all the albums. Let me do the jingly jingly, you know. Let me do all of that. But what if the Lord tells you to take that journey of four months and to work hard? I mean, if you are, a, if you are, uh, if you are like uh, Ezra, you know, Pastor Jiju is okay. Full-time ministry. Huh? It's not a problem. But then God also calls a Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a cupbearer. He had a job. He had a full-time job. He didn't leave his job actually. He took his break, went, built whatever he had to build and he came back. And then again he went, did the reformation, came back. Some of you might be thinking, hey, I have to leave my job. I think pastor is saying that I need to leave my job. I think pastor is saying that, nah, I can't do. I can't do that. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying follow whatever the Lord is telling you. If the Lord is inspiring you to take some time, extra time to pray, that's what I'm telling you to do. Sometimes it's inconvenient to wake up in those hours that the Lord is telling you to wake up. Yeah? Sometimes the Lord might be telling you to go and serve somebody in your neighborhood. That can be difficult, right? It's like that four months walk. Yeah? And so whatever the Lord is telling you, I'm asking you to go that extra mile. And so when you keep looking at the Bible, it says that they finally started building the work. Uh, before that, once they came into Jerusalem, the first thing that we see in Ezra chapter 3, and the first few verses, it says, it says that they built the altar. Altar, and they started sacrificing day and night. And they did it almost a year without even doing the work. Sometimes when we get into the ministry, when we start serving God, we'll intend to come in to build the work. But what we'll end up doing is ushering team. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, probably we will be serving in our ushering team, giving that person, opening the door, closing the door. And the Lord might, the pastor might tell you, okay, I want you to come in uh, to serve the church. And when you step in, it might be just putting that glass from that place to this week after week, you know. Go put that glass on the pastor's table. Is that all, is that, all that you want me to do? But that, these people didn't have any confusion. They were signed up forever. The Lord is calling us to be his passionate bride. Amen. And that means that when, when you're in love with someone, yeah, I am sure that we would just go all out, right? We are like, especially before marriage, I've heard, okay, I'm not an experienced person. But before marriage, I've heard that, okay, baby, can you come there? Where? Just tell me. You know, okay, you have to come all the way to Cochin. Cochin, not a problem. Anytime you tell me. After marriage, it's an, I don't know. I mean, I've heard different stories. But at least when you are passionately in love with your bridegroom, you would go the extra mile, right? And so I'm asking the church, hey, when we are asking the Lord, Lord, I want revival, can we go the extra mile? Can we let go of our comfort zones? It can be the fact that our morning hours of prayer, it can be the late evening hours of prayer, it can be helping somebody in need, it can be going out of our home and encouraging somebody. Uh, and uh, so they started off with prayer, and then we see that 
the building foundation is laid they are happy about the work and they are celebrating and then hallelujah opposition comes in amen hallelujah i mean once you are serving up until then there was no problem why because in babylon we had food we had biryani we had you know kebab hallelujah what is the time yeah so all of that was there up until then manna hanna all of that was there right uh, but once you started serving god you are in the ministry you are doing the will of god you are building the project and then all our babas come into the picture opposition comes in uh, ezra chapter 4 verse 4 onward says the people of the land you know you are in jerusalem that's your own supposed to be the revival place yeah that is where god is going to send in revival at that place then the people of the land discourage the people of judah and frightened them from the building and hired counselors it's not them alone they hired counselors why to frustrate the council all the days of cyrus the king not just all the days of cyrus but also until the reign of darius man that's so many years right how many of us enjoy being under that frustration this <sighs> because he went to that pentecostal church you know that you have been going through this trouble since you became part of wacc you know this trouble has come on you you know you're not getting married why because you're part of that church i told you then and there itself don't go there think of it from one king's age is over the next king has come into the picture still that frustration council you know all of that is in the picture and then you keep reading the lord um, in verse 24 it says they stopped the work of god so these 50000 people that have come in into the land have come in with passion they have come in with vigor they have come to serve the king the, the the god that they loved but then because of all these negative words discouragement they stop the work and then the lord in his mercy sends all the prophets tell the tell, tell your neighbor i am glad for the prophets whether you're glad or not just say it okay <laughs> in ezra chapter 5 and verse 1 it says the lord sends uh, the prophets hagai and zechariah and verse 2 says zerubbabel and jeshua arose and began to rebuild and the prophets of god were with them supporting them wow i mean look at this whole picture where the building construction has restarted they are continuing the work after you know few years of stopping the work and then the lord sends the prophets the prophets stay on there wow until the work continues yeah and that is the beauty of the ch- the church of god or the house of god where each one of us has a role recently we had a test paper in our glow group yeah and all the women hallelujah <laughs> you know the men's hangout we had our women's hangout and uh, we had a test and the test was intended to find out our top five spiritual gifts what really surprised me was none of us had the same combination yeah we all came out with different gifts with the variety you know it was like a buffet and i was like wow that is just so amazing that god has uniquely wired each one of us with a different gift and why because we are all part of a body with the eye functioning differently with the ear function differently and so some of us might be like the ones that are laying the blocks 
the builders yeah the land and building team hallelujah <laughs> yeah we might be the facility team we might be part of those that are cleaning putting the chairs you know putting things around some of us might be like pastor jiju you know the leaders up front can be the junior church leaders can be the now leaders can be different kinds of leadership the department leaders the host team you know we might be up there leading some of us might be like the encouragers who come along said and say hey pastor keep at it pastor kavita keep at it you know pastor han and john keep at it or maybe suchechi maduthu ponda more people will come in you know don't give up more people will come in so it can be that role where we are encouraging each other tell your neighbor we need each other that's the beauty of the body of christ in a revival we need all kinds right we 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 need the cats the dogs the donkeys we need everybody right we 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 need all kinds of beautiful people in this picture that is the beauty of the church of god and so we read on that they finished uh, god continues to bring in people encouragement building the body of christ build, sorry building the temple you know once they have finished the temple god brings in ezra into the picture and ezra comes in with a spiritual revival where he's putting things to order there is this uh, he comes up with this fact that okay let's bring all the priests let's bring the worshipers let's bring the singers let's bring the band here yeah let's have everybody in place why because yahweh loves worship amen he dwells in the praises of his people amen and so they restore everything back according if some of you are looking at me as if you've never read ezra and hallelujah homework <laughs> homework please read ezra and nehemiah in the book of ezra it says that uh, ezra brings them back to the to the law of moses and he reestablishes what needs to happen in the temple and that is what we are also trying to do we are trying to recruit as many people why because we believe that revival is coming amen uh, i remember a man of god he's no more uh, now uh, but he he built uh, uh, what is it called a baptism uh, pool or a baptism tank that could accommodate 200 people in a go and why because he said when there's revival there's no time to be you know taking one out and the other dipping the other one right <laughs> no there's no time for that and so if we are believing for people for revival we need to have as many people trained up amen we need as many people doing 1 2 3 as many people leading castles let's make mistakes and learn out of it amen let's try to 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 do everything within our hearts to be ready for his revival amen and so we keep reading on there's this frustration plan that is going on and then we come to Ezra chapter 5 uh, uh, the end of it where uh, the, there are so many leaders that come in and try to go to the king which is the next king not Cyrus the next king Darius and uh, he say, they are coming there and saying um, we heard that there there is this decree that uh, Cyrus came out with and that he were, he gave them the permission to build the temple so what is their agenda they are somehow trying to distract or disrupt the work again the work has already started they are trying to disrupt the work again and i love the ways of god now this is not cyrus this is another king ezra chapter 6 verse 7 onwards this is the reply the king darius gives uh, the people that have come in to frustrate the plan in malayalam okay yada endava 
you know that's the tone okay for the kind of what's this here and that's the tone with which you have to read this leave this work on on the house of god alone let the governor of the jews and the elders rebuild this house of god on its site wow this is a king of persia second king the next king who's coming up with this decree saying that i want this house to be rebuilt amen can we believe for this in our generation amen one king king coming and going the next king coming into the picture next king also is for the work of god and it says uh, the next verse is uh, verse 8 it says the full cost is to be paid hallelujah and that too without delay whatever you are doing do it quickly yeah don't delay or oh, who is this instruction given to to the people that are supposed to be the enemies yeah to the work of god and then it goes on in verse 9 whatever is needed for the burnt offering which means for the album amen hallelujah yeah burnt offering the worship the sacrifice all of that you know whatever is required for the burnt offering it is to be given them daily without fail hallelujah amen can we believe for this amen can we believe for such amazing decrees to come out i am believing i mean if it's in the bible why not why shouldn't i believe and then it goes on to say the king says i want them to offer verse 10 offer acceptable sacrifices uh, to the god of heaven pray for the life of the king which means this king knew the power of prayer and he says i want these guys to build a temple and i want them to pray for me and for my sons wow can you believe for this to happen in our generation when some of our mandri mar you know some of our ministers some of our you know leaders are coming and saying that i want these people to pray for me i want these people to because i believe there is power in their prayers yeah i believe for this to happen and then it goes on to say i issue this decree anyone who violates this we were read you know it says anyone who violates this the timber will be drawn out of their house in a way that they don't have a house at all hallelujah i'm not happy about this okay but i'm just saying that that's the extent to which the decree went out and then it goes on to say he says this king says may the god who caused his name to dwell there let him overthrow any king that tries to change this decree Wow that's the faith that a king of Persia has about this god amen let it be in our generation the temple work is completed and then we go on to read how Ezra brings in the reformation in the uh, in Jerusalem and then we read about Nehemiah so the third journey of bringing people back uh, into Jerusalem happens through Nehemiah and the same story part 2 yeah they are coming in there there is and he hears about the walls that are being destroyed now nehemiah was supposed to be minding his own business doing your own jo- job yeah doing your own business doing whatever you're doing in your context some family member comes in and says you know there's this thing that's happening there problem he could have continued with serving wine he could have continued with enjoying his blessings but he gets moved verse 4 says i sat down nehemiah chapter 1 and verse 4 i sat down i wept i mourned for many days 
I was fasting and praying. I mean, I, I'm like, God, I don't know when was the last time that I was moved with so much of pain. I do go that here and there, but mo- morning for days until I see this, this answer. I mean, this is the revival that I'm believing for. Amen. Not that all of us should be weeping and mourning and crying, but I'm seeing the burden. And not just that, he went into times of prayer. You look at the life of Nehemiah. He had a lifestyle of prayer, hearing God, even to get back to the king, where the king said, hey, why is your face like this? He says, oh, I, I heard this news. I heard that my, my you know, land is destroyed. There's no wall. Why was it so important for Nehemiah? Why did his heart break when he heard that the walls were destroyed? Walls signified protection. But walls also kept people together. Yeah, the Jewish people together, when the walls were fallen, it meant that they, they lost their sense of belonging. And many a times when there's a family strife, when the husbands and wives are in strife, the children feel that they've lost a sense of belonging. They, they feel that their identity is affected. Many a times I've, I've spoken to quite a few people where their churches are in strife. They say the same thing. We don't feel like we are part of a church. When there is strife, when there is brokenness, when the walls are broken, people lose their sense of belonging. And that is why Nehemiah was so burdened. He's like, God, my people have lost their sense of belonging. and I need to do something to make sure that they are kept together, that they feel safe. And that's my question to us. As the bride of Jesus, are we moved by what we see around us. Do we carry that burden where we see people that are broken, families that are broken, churches that are broken? Does it move our heart that the bride of Jesus is not together? That they don't have a sense of belonging? That they don't have a sense of identity? Does it really break our heart the way that Nehemiah's heart was broken? Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.